Welcome back to another one of our weekly market updates. What are going? What is going on in the Bay Area? What is going on in the general economic situation? And what is the right move for you if you're considering to buy, sell, or invest in real estate? We're going to talk about the weekly headline articles of the week, the weekly headline articles. And if you have any questions or comments, leave it in the comments below. This is a live show, so I try to go over any questions and concerns that people may have on the stream live. But if you can't make it, feel free to DM me or feel free to leave it in the comments below. I'm happy to cover it on a future episode. So let's go over the headline articles of the week. First and foremost, we're going to talk about inflation. Inflation remains very sticky. That's been a big problem moving forward. Higher mortgage rates. What does that mean? How does that impact a market? We're also going to see San Francisco has actually one of the coolest areas. For people that have been local, it hasn't been that unique, but it's good now that it's getting some outside publicity. So expect a lot more interest there. We're going to talk about a burned out Oakland home is selling for $765,000. We'll talk about, oh, why is it worth so much? On one end, it can create a lot of eyeballs. On the other end, it's all a math equation. We'll, we'll talk about that. And there are layoffs happening. So stay tuned. You're, you're not going to want to miss out on this show. Let's go over it. So first news of the week is related to inflation. Inflation holds grip on the U.S. economy as September rate hits 8.2%. High prices remain top of mind for many Americans in the last quarter of a year, marked by across-the-board volatility in food, gasoline, and energy costs. That is the thing that remains very sticky, is all of the core inflation numbers. And so these are things that have not been addressed and they're very difficult to address because a lot of them are external factors, especially when it comes to like energy. And so you take a look at this high price of food, shelter, medical care sent the consumer price index for September up by 0.4% compared to August 0.1% according to the data. Now there's a few positive things that have happened to at least alleviate some of these, but it also is likely going to be showing that we're probably going to see another 75 basis points hike for the next two Fed fund increases. So everything is going into that direction to slow down inflation and see if that makes any impacts. Now, housing has definitely been impacted by this, at least from a buying and selling perspective. And we're going to talk about that next. However, when it comes to rent, rent, we actually continue to see that increase, which is really interesting. So we'll see how that plays out because as all those people that are not buying a home anymore, they're now renting a place and now they're paying a higher amount. Now, as people have layoffs, we're going to layoffs is the key of what decreases rent values, because if people cannot afford or can't pay anything anymore, then we're going to see some downward pressure on that. But we're not seeing that just yet because uh, unemployment rate is still really, really low. Now, we're going to still see a lot of news about people about layoffs happening, about potential layoffs, about just belt tightening. But at the same time. Keep in mind, our unemployment rate is at still some incredibly low numbers, and there's still a ton of jobs open for everybody to potentially go after. So the reality is unemployment is still at 3.5%. You're going to see all these news about all these layoffs happening, but relative to the overall numbers, it's actually not nearly as bad as it may seem. But we'll talk about which companies are going through layoffs and why. Um, but in general, the, the key is a lot of this is just very difficult. So even though the Fed is going to continue to increase rates as they should to combat inflation, the reality is a lot of these things are just from external forces, right? Commodities prices, 
um, just food costs, right? I mean, there's just there's just so many that are just external, and that's what that's what makes this a lot trickier and dip, more difficult because we're not just in a small bubble of the U.S. Given everything is so global and dynamic and interchangeable with one another, and we rely on on others a lot more than ever before, then this makes it a, a more challenging situation to have to deal with. So that is the situation when it comes to inflation. We're going to continue to see how this monitors month after month, but so far not good news when it comes to inflation. We're going to likely continue to see more aggressive increases. Now, to be fair, these are expected increases, but they may be increasing faster than previously forecasted. So we're going to still hit the same numbers, probably um, Fed fund rate of maybe at 4%, 4.5% by the end of the year. So we still got at least two more hikes to go. And then from there, we hopefully will see some alleviation at that stage. Now, your next logical question is, okay, Spencer, get it. Inflation is high. What does that mean for mortgage rates? What does that mean for investing? What does that mean for my options? High mortgage rates are changing the Bay Area housing market in two key areas. And I can talk about it and you kind of see it yourself. Number one, the biggest thing is that the number of people that are looking have diminished. And it has diminished in several different ways. It diminished, one, because some people have, are shell-shocked. That's a very real thing. Some people are just straight-up shell-shocked. Like they're like, wow, interest rates are just so high. Uh, I can't buy anything anymore. And I want to make it very clear, that's not how things work, right? Just because interest rates double from a very low number doesn't mean your, ink, your budget has now shrank in half. That's not how ma the math works. The math typically works is that either each 1% increase is about 8 to 9%, roughly. I mean, obviously, the more you go, the less it will be. But that's generally what it is. So even though it has increased by, let's say, 3%, that means affordability has dropped for the same price, roughly about 20, 26%, 26%, 27% or so. And so that's the general balancing act that the market has to continue to do and is continuing to do, fortunately, in the Bay Area. Fortunately, in the Bay Area, people have actually adjusted more versus other areas in the country, which I feel terrible for. They may have only dropped by like a few percent, which means there's like even a bigger spread than before. That means the market is even stronger from that perspective than before. And so those are all the things that one has to consider when it comes to buying a home is, yes, rates are what they are. There are many creative financing options out there. For example, you can go adjustable rate mortgages right now, which is a 10 one which is a five-year lock or seven-year lock, those are about a percent lower. What you see on average here is actually quite high numbers. The reality is actually numbers are, are lower than the, than this was publicly advertised, especially when it comes to jumbo rates because a lot of the big banks are still competing for business in that front. So there are still a lot of opportunities. At the end of the day, you just need to simply run your numbers, understand, okay, rates are what they are. I don't want to keep renting, wasting money on rent. I don't want to, I need a stability. I need a bigger house. Then figure out the, what the number is and then and actually look for there. It's just one variable as part of the equation. People tend to forget that. But the benefit is there is less competition out there, as you can see. So there's a whole lot less overbid, overbidding. There's a whole lot less activity. And that does present a challenge moving forward too. Um, what we'll see is, because there is significant less, you can see there's a 29% drop in year-over-year -year home sales. It's a combination of two factors. It's the buyer demand is less, but it's also the aspect of 
the aspect of less new listings that come on the market too. And so if you don't realize that and don't see that, that's just the nature of what happens is because we haven't had this massive layoffs or a lot of unemployment, there's not much need. So people are then potentially converting that into a rental. So you see that a lot. They just delist it. Mentally, solo doesn't want to do it. And so we're going to have this kind of ongoing situation until one side kind of gives more than the other. But that's just the reality of the dynamics of the market. That's the fun of the market. And that's just what it is. Now, let's talk about San Francisco. This San Francisco neighborhood was named one of the world's coolest. Here's what the ranking got right. Where is this place? If you can guess, take a pause of this video. Leave in the comments below with what neighborhood you think is the one of the world's coolest. And the winner is, it has made it into the top 51 coolest in the world, according to a new online ranking. Fastest growing neighborhood. The winner is Dogpatch. How many of you guys have been to Dogpatch? Raise your hand. Leave in the comments below. What are your thoughts of Dogpatch? It was always a hip area that was always growing because it was on a little bit further away from the city. And to be fair, it was actually, it was a, it was a very lovely place. And I just, I just don't think people, I mean, as many people knew about it um, just over time. And they continue to develop things and they continue to add little restaurants. They have different charms to it. So pair that with pairing like cheaper rents because it is much further out than these other places. Then there's been opportunities. Now, make no mistake, it's not like it's it's really cheap. You can take a look at this. Average one-bedroom apartment in dog patch is $3,600. Uh, but it is cheaper than some of the other areas in San Francisco. But the opportunity is this. It's like it's a great little place. If you haven't been there, I would suggest you take a look there. If you're living in San Francisco already, it may be a good place to consider to invest. These areas are considered the coolest tends to do well over a long period of time because the coolest is only cool in the in the in the kind of the middle phase of like developments of areas where now a lot more people are like, oh, I hit the list. It's cool. Oh, many people really like it. It's so cool Then more and more people will know about it. More and more people will move into it, driving up prices. So for those that are an investor or those that are living in San Francisco that has a little bit more flexibility at work and want to try something different. Uh, perhaps look into dog patch and I can certainly help you find a place. I have many clients that have bought in the dog patch and they absolutely love it there. There's this little, um, a little aura around dog patch for whatever reason. Um, some the people that go there, just like Willow Glen in San Jose, they absolutely love the, the region, the area. And uh, it's really, really cool to see. And I've been there many times. It's a, it's a cool spot. Burned out. Let's talk about this. This one is a video that I saw. I'm going to play this. Burned out Oklahoma selling for So they kind of make fun of it. They laugh about it. That's kind of what media always does. Um, so what is about a burn house, right? So what is it about the burn house? And is it a, a is it a potential value? No. Is it is it a value? So the way that you want to consider that, if you're going to try to make a play on that, is you got to understand a few things. One, 
from an insurance perspective, you got to contact your insurance provider up front. Is that home going to be insurable? Right? Because if they already gone through and had a claim, you got to be very mindful of it. Maybe much higher premiums, number one. Number two, as you can see, there's nothing in there. You can't live in there right now. And so traditional lending does not work for that. So really, it only attracts either cash buyers that have cash themselves or those that are investors that are trying to maybe flip it or then refinance it later. So there are products and solutions called hard money lending that can be a solution for that, If you, even if you want to do it for yourself. And so what, would, what would happen is that they can lend you the money. They can then lend you the money of how much it costs to renovate it. As you can see, it still needs everything. It's, it's just a shell of itself. You still got to remove all that damaged fire. There's still a lot more than that. They just kind of removed all the inside parts of it. My guess is just looking at that, they probably tried to flip it already, but they realized maybe the math didn't work out anymore, so they decided to sell it. And so that's why you may see these different things come up. It's like some investor tried to do it and they couldn't do it. And so and there's no, there's no reasons for that. So you got to think of it from just objectively, from a numbers perspective, does that math make sense to do? And then should you go ahead and do that? And so some people say, look, it's a, it's a good use because you can completely remodel it. It just depends on what the... ARV is, which is your after repair value, what that looks like. And then you do the math. Does it make sense in, in the efforts to do? And so some people will make the bet. Some others will not. And at the same time, you can also think of it for individual homes. They may want to completely remodel for themselves if they're willing to take on all that work and much higher interest rates when it comes to borrowing against hard money lending. So we're going to end two things. Uh, really about the layoffs that are happening in the Bay Area, just so you're aware of. Now, some are not even layoffs. Some are just news. So some of the news, and you may have seen it, is like Google. It was slow its hiring pace and cut back on expenses such as business travel. I know many of my Googlers have already shared with me their own internal uh, conferences are canceled altogether. No more lavish parties, significant reduction, even though they're still making a ton of money, but it's all about the earnings per share. So they're being very, very tight on that. You see announcement from Amazon recently. Amazon is saying, look, we're not going to be focused on growth anymore. We're going to be tightening our belt. We're going to be focused on keeping a cash cow. So you see that move happening. And, you know, Google, Microsoft, I mean, they're still printing money. It's just they're just not growing as quickly anymore as the overall ecosystem has has basically shrank. So you're going to continue to likely see that. now. Google did not say they're firing people, as you can see. It's just slowing its hiring pace. So probably focusing on more core initiatives. And I'm sure they probably want to lay off the people that are, that are not being productive. Now, the, the fascinating part about it is this next one. Intel is anticipating layoffs in the thousands. Although the company employing 8,400 people in Silicon Valley has not yet confirmed the plans, an announcement is expected in the coming days. How crazy is this? Wasn't it just one or two months ago on my show and on the news that we were doing all these like semiconductor chip pushes and we were giving them free money and then to build up fabs? Wasn't that like what just happened and how much money do we, we just give them? And it was like a blank check. And then now you see this kind of shenanigans happen. Like just crazy. This hypocrisy is just crazy of this. They're cutting all this money. yet They got all this free money. When it came to building new fabs, but if why would you build new fabs if you're going to have layoffs and you have no 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 demand for that? Like, it's just like really bizarre how the government has been spending and wasting money across the board and how their incentives are just so 
just so messed up because you can see this happening now. Now they're going to be layoffs in the thousands. Yet they have all they have what was that billions of dollars to build some fabs. Just crazy. If you have any comments, any thoughts on that, leave in the comments below. The hypocrisy of that is just absolutely crazy. Next, Roller.com, based in Santa Clara. This is a pretty small company here. Laid off undisclosed number of employees last month, citing the, the slower real estate market. Only only 10% of the company's employees are located out here. Most of it is are, are more technical and engineering. Yeah, anything related to real estate, because the transaction volume typically is less, is going to shrink, whether it's loan processing, whether it's big banks, whether it's these firms that, that have a business model related to it, so like Realtor.com, Redfin, Zillow, um, Fly Homes, uh, the next one we're going to talk about. Uh, just anything related to it is going to be shrinking big time. Combination of transaction volumes down significantly, but also the aspect of needing to, to hold on to a lot more cash. Uh, Netflix has all, uh, certainly been going through their own struggles, right? So Netflix continues to spend, cut spending. So a lot of projects are just not being green lit, uh, green lighted anymore. So that's going to be really interesting to see what kind of new shows and movies are, are around the corner, given there's just been a lot more consolidation. And last but not least, this is not uh, this is not a shock at all. Oracle and Biomarin. So Oracle has already been leaving the Bay Area altogether. I think for the most parts, they're going to try to cut as much cost as they can in the Bay Area and use this as an opportunity to cut costs because they've already moved uh, a lot of their people and they already moved uh, their headquarters already out of the area, out to, I think it was Texas. And so I'm not too surprised that they're going to keep cutting the more expensive labor here uh, for other areas because they've already done that with their space. Biomarin, same thing. Biomarin, I think they are – no, Biomarin uh, – so yeah, Bar Marin. Uh, I don't have a story for this one. They're in Marin County, but they'll they'll, they'll experience, uh, experience layoffs too. Now the last thing I want to go over is this one, Picasso. So here's another real estate company. So what is Picasso? So Picasso is um, a solution for second home ownership. Now at the same time, it's second home ownership of luxury properties of where people instead of um, buying a timeshare in a nice place they'll actually co-own the place so it actually took off and did quite quite well uh, in the early parts of their journey mainly because they had a very six they had a very established um ceo which is the ex i think founder of zillow but the idea about this was always kind of interesting because this was all secondary income or not secondary income second secondary purchases or, or third purchases Right. So these are purchases where you have a home. Let's say you love Tahoe, but you don't want to. But you so you want to you want to buy a place enough in Tahoe, but you don't want to buy a whole place for yourself because you're not in Tahoe. Every day of the year. So instead of that, you can buy a, a fractional part of that business or, or that property and share with other people. Now, in exchange, to be fair, there is a premium that you'd be paying on it because there's going to be some premium of the service that they can do. There's also the, the service of them spinning, splitting it up evenly. Let's say six six owners are owning it. And then also the system to book it yourself afterwards, almost like an Airbnb kind of style of booking your own property. So that was the, the premise of the company. So as people had a lot of money and they were traveling all over and because of flexibility of work, some people are like, I want to buy another home, but I don't want to pay the full amount. So it's kind of a good solution there. Now, as money has been tightened, those secondary homes, are just not as desirable of interest. 
because they maybe have been using it as like an investment or just as this as discretionary income. And now that has been tightened, this company has been greatly impacted. And so their growth is completely different. Um, I think the buyer pool will be very different. And we will see, depending on how long this lasts, if this company will be able to make it through and survive. So we'll see what happens. But another news related to uh, real estate prop tech. And I want to kind of wrap it up with this. Like we see all these, we're going to continue to see innovation. So there, so you see all these bad news, but I also want to wrap up. There's a few positive things that I see out of this. And the number one, there's going to be a lot more focus on things that work. And so whether it's talent or opportunities, in my opinion, this is going to be the, some of the most tremendous opportunities. It's going to be rough for the next one or two years at the very least, but there's going to be so much tremendous opportunities for generational wealth that will occur in this, whether it's in businesses, uh, and hence why we're actively hiring and bring on as many agents as possible. We see it as a huge opportunity as we come out of this and what that will look like. But it takes time. It takes time to train people. It takes time to build things. So if you're a potential person that wants to build a business or start a company, there is no better time for this. There is still plenty of venture funding out there. Make no mistake. And you're going to be able to hire and recruit talent more better than before. So use this as an opportunity to Create your own venture, create your own business, focus on the goals. And uh, I would say in the next couple of years, you may you may have generational wealth that will be created. Well, enjoy the hope you enjoy the show. And enjoy the weekend. I'll see you the next one. Bye now.